Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just had a really good conversation with Kevin Harlan. He's going to be the voice of the Super Bowl on Sunday for Westwood One. Uh, always excited to, to hear from Kevin. And now, got my guy Nate Boyer here at the table with us. And Nate, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing all right, brother. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. This radio road thing, it's always busy. It's yeah. always, you know, people all walking everywhere. you got to keep your head on a swivel. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And just to be able to sit down and relax and, and, and talk some shop with everyone is, is always great. So, uh, you, you know, you always have, you always have fascinated me because you have so much going on, you know, and being the former Green Beret uh, as you are and, and just the conversations and different different conversations that you've been a part of, you know, NFL-related, off-the-field-related, just you've, you've had your hands in a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've I, uh, never been guilty of not, not having enough going on. Uh, right. But, uh, yeah, but I think I'm, pr- I'm, pr- I'm proud to be a part of those conversations. And, you know, I'm all about just trying to bring people together and, and uh, you know, help people through struggles when they're having them, just like, you know, what we're doing at – at MVP, you know, emerging vets and players. Yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're we're all about bringing together vets and com- former combat vets and professional athletes and helping them find purpose and identity uh, when the uniform comes off. And you know, it's important stuff. It really is. And we have a lot of uh, vets in Las Vegas. And, and I was telling you off air that I was in Central Texas and we had a, a lot of veterans in in Texas that used to listen to our radio station. So I I became very feel close you know with with veterans because everything that well everything that was been done for us you know that people like me i could i I couldn't do it i mean i would have to but i mean i you know it's just not for everybody yeah right it's not for everybody and so i feel like we don't take care of our vets enough you know and it's and it's really hard too once you're going from one you know line of work and being in the in the field to to being out it's just it's just difficult yeah you know you identify so much with that uniform. And right. I think uh, athletes can relate. Uh, that jersey and camouflage, yeah, what you do on the quote-unquote field is very different. You right. Know, battlefield and ball field, they're, they're different spaces. But that team, that locker room, the camaraderie, brotherhood, mission, the structure even, you know, mm-hmm. those are very similar. And, and losing those is tough. And you're pretty young, you know, 20s, 30s typically, and you feel like you've peaked and you'll never be great again. And, and you lose that locker room, and then, right. man, it's tough. Um, so that's why it's important that you know we rally around one another. And uh, you know, from a veteran's standpoint specifically, it's like having that that sense of purpose at that high level, and like you're you're you know you're doing things for others, and, and it's very uh, selfless, and it's all about the team, it's all about the man on your left and right. And then you get out, and it's like <laughs> you don't even know how to, like, you know, uh, get alone <laughs> or right. whatever and trying to learn that stuff. And, and, uh, and then also just feeling kind of feeling alone, feeling like uh, no one understands you and, and very distant. It can be super tough. So we need groups like organizations like MVP mm-hmm. and just people to step up and help bridge that gap and, and, uh, and help those with that transition. How do you guys go about that? What are some of the things you guys do? You know, I've, I've talked to a couple of buddies that have organized, like, fishing trips. Guys mm-hmm. have done, you know, just, yeah. just little things. That, it sounds like they're little, no, but they're, they huge. mean a lot, right? It does mean a lot. You know, what we do on a weekly basis, we meet together in the gym. we got seven chapters around the country, one in Vegas. Nice. And uh, we'll train together. Uh, so in Vegas, it's at Randy Couture's gym at Extreme okay. Couture. Okay. So we'll meet up at Ex- Extreme Couture. We'll train together. And... Uh, and then afterwards we'll hang out and have the huddle. You know, and we'll mm-hmm. sit around and we'll talk about our stuff. We'll yeah. talk about our scars, and and uh, and it's a place where we encourage vulnerability. 
Um, but at the same time, like, we want to share good stuff too. You right, know? right, we right. We just want to be there for each other ultimately. And, you know, unfortunately, we experience a lot of loss too. We've lost a lot of our uh, brothers overseas um, in the military community and even in the football community, you know. Uh, suicide is a, is a real thing. Yeah. You know, just today we lost somebody from the Vegas area. Um, and he was a great friend and he's a big part of our family. And, man, he, he, he battled and he struggled. And, and it was a lot, of, a lot that he overcame. But ultimately, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it just shows us, no matter how strong you are, right. that this thing is, uh, this is it's an epidemic, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I just, uh, my heart, heart goes out, our hearts go out to him and the family and, and the Vegas community that was uh, close to him. And if you're listening, you know who I'm talking about most likely. And, uh, and anyway, I, at the end of the day, all we can do is keep moving forward, live in his honor. Right. Um, keep doing the outreach we're doing and, and remembering how many we have saved and we are helping. Um, that's really the best we can do. So it's, uh, it's just one of those things. That's why when you asked me, how am I doing? I said, I'm all right. Because yeah. you know what? Like I'm, I'm sad. Right. It hurts. <clears throat> but like, I know we're resilient. We're going to mm-hmm. get through it. And, and that's why MVP and organizations like MVP, it's not just us. Right. right that's right. why those organizations sure. uh, are important. Uh, where we, we're, we're bringing, we're rebuilding that team in that locker room. How do just, Every average everyday Joes, how do they help out? You know what? The best way to help out is using what you're good at. You know what I mean? Right. If you have a voice, if you have a platform like you do, right. sharing who we are and what we're doing. Right. Um, and just asking, you know, ask, ask those vets, your community, like, what do you need? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Because you may have a way to help them with something, with a connection that you have or a skill that you have. You may be able to mentor them. I think a lot of people feel like, uh, well, I, you know, I, I, I Take for instance, people just want to volunteer generally. I want to, I want to, I want to volunteer my community. What can I do? Well, you could do a lot of things. I mean, you could, you could go work at a soup kitchen or whatever. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But if you have a certain, uh, a special skill or uh, a platform in some way, and you could do something beyond that and kind of, you know, help somebody move into that space that's interested in it, like use that you know what i mean bring them along have a conversation with them tell them where to start point them in the right direction and then check up on them you know and that's the best way Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day when we get out of there the military we lose that uniform like we got to figure out what's next for us we got to find that next purpose i'm lucky i i uh i filmmaking man that's my new passion nice i I went from the military i went to football and i went to filmmaking and we just we were able to shoot a movie about mvp okay uh, during the pandemic and we we just screened it a couple nights ago for the first time over here at LA Live yeah. uh, during Super Bowl week. And, man, and the amount of vets wow. and athletes that came yeah. like, experienced it, and they were just like, man, I connected this. This is like, yeah. this is my story. Like, right. you get it. Yeah, yeah. I, there's no way I would have done that, been able to do that without a ton of civilians that said, hey, man, like, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? What right. are you interested in? I said, well, I, I want to I be a filmmaker. I don't know how to start. And they're like, well, this is how. You're like, help me get that internship with, with Peter Berg, you know, like yeah, yeah. an unpaid thing where I was just yeah. starting at the bottom. Right. And then from there, it's like, well, let me introduce you to this person. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, as a veteran, as a, as, a, as a veteran and as a lot of former athletes, like, we have that work ethic. We know how to work towards something. And right. people want to help us because of our story. Leverage it. You know, use mm-hmm. it. And then if you're one of those people supporting, um, that, that's the best way. Just, like, just, just, uh, just be our friend. Be our ally, mentor us, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's how I find my purpose and passion. Right, 
That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And, and, Nate, the thing about it is why I think it's so relatable to the setting that we're in right now, Radio Row. I think about, as you say, when we take that uniform off, you know, we have to find our purpose. Yeah. When a lot of these players take off that uniform, maybe for the last time, they are looking for their purpose after football, like life after football. Right. Now what do I do? Exactly. You know, and then I think about college athletes. Some never make it to the next level. Right. So the, the, when they put that helmet up for the last time, it's like, okay, now what? Yeah, exactly. So it's very relatable. A lot of them don't think about it until they take that jersey yeah. off. And then it's like, well, I'm not going to I – don't, I don't have to go to treatment tomorrow morning before practice. And right. Like, what do I do? You know, and, and a lot of times that leads to uh, physical health issues, which leads to mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Spiritual, emotional, man, it's all connected. Wow. No, that's, that's – I mean, that's amazing, but it's, but it's real. It's real. So, it's definitely real. Oh, uh, man, that's, it, it's really good work that you're doing. I mean, Thank you, you and, and I, I really do, like I said, from the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate it. Uh, like I said, we have a lot of veterans that are listening. I, I got my guy. I actually go to his house uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, my guy, Vegas Jess, you know, he's a, he's a big-time Raider fan, but, but he's also an Army vet, you know. Awesome. And so um, – We'd love to have him at MVP, man. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, a – Appreciate you doing that. Yeah, man. man he's, a, he's a real good dude. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is even if it's not re- necessarily doing something, I, it could just be like, hey, man, you're, we're, we're just friends. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Hey, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we, in, we, we uh, made the decision to enlist and volunteer and sign yeah. on that dotted line, but we're just people, you right? know, yeah, just yeah. like you. And when we, especially when we, we get back out, like, once again, we're civilians again now. Right. It's like we, we got to move forward and – not forget about who we were. Be proud of that. Yeah. Use, utilize it. You know, uh, there's so many skills I, I learned in work ethic-wise from my time in the military. But, like, that's not who I am. I'm the person who put that uniform on every morning. And now I don't have to anymore. Right. So I'm still a person. I'm still a human being. And, yeah. You know, I want to be treated as such. And, and I need to see myself as such as well. Right. I love it. I, I really do. And before I let you go, I mean, we are here for the big game. That's right. You know, Cincinnati and the Rams. What are you thinking? What's your gut telling you? My gut's telling me uh, that – that uh, the home team is going to find a way. And, right. Uh, they've been here before, mm-hmm. you know, recently and didn't work out well. Uh, and Andrew Whitworth, who's a good buddy, played 11 years with the Bengals, I believe, and, and then is a, is a Ram. Right. It's his final season. Yeah. Uh, he's hanging them up and um, – just a great guy. He's a big supporter of MVP. So nice. for that reason, there you I'm go. Gonna go L.A. all the way. Hey, you got to have a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> got to have right. a purpose. That's Nate Boyer with us here on Radio Road. Nate, thank you so much for your time. And thank you, brother. Appreciate your work. I really do. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Absolutely. There he goes. Nate Boyer here on Unnecessary Roughness, live on Radio Row here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. A real good conversation with Nate Boyer, former Green Beret, former NFL player. I think he played for the Seahawks and the 49ers. But I, I didn't, as you could tell, I didn't care about talking about football with him because what he does and helping taking care of veterans, uh, it, that's that's so impressive to me. And in every organization, like he mentioned, it's not just his organization. Every organization out there that really takes the time to take care of our veterans, uh, salute to you. You know, and and uh, I know we have a lot of veterans that listen to the radio station. Um, I pointed out my man Jess because well, that's my guy. <laughs> Hang out with Jess. But and his family, of course. But yeah, I, I just I, I really do respect the work that that they do, and and all the work that veterans do or have done for us. So we need to do a better job of taking care of them on the back end, you know. So uh, that's 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 really why I wanted to focus in uh, with Nate Boyer right there and have have that conversation. Now, 
starting to thin out a little bit here on Radio, Radio Row. People are walking around. I think here comes the great Peter Bukowski. Is Peter Bukowski about to leave? Are you out? How about you jump over here real quick? Hey, he can't be in that big a hurry. <laughs> He's like, I'm just trying to go, and Q's trying to make me work, man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Peter, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. This has been a fun week. It's been a real fun week. And Peter does locked on. He does locked on Packers. Does locked on today. Does I mean he's a he's a locked on dude. You do a lot though. You do even more than that. You're you writer and you do all kind of stuff, man. I, well, I don't like to sleep. Well, none of us do. None of us do. He also um, what what did you have us eat the other night? Wichita? No, no. Wisconsin cheese curds. Was oh, cheese what? curds. They were fantastic. So good, right? They were. That was the so first good. time I'd had those. Really? Yeah. Well, so the the. It, the original is just literally a curd of cheese. Okay. And you know they're fresh when they squeak. Really? That's the thing. And then someone was just like, these are really good. You know what would make them better? Deep frying them. <laughs> they were fantastic. And, and I don't know what kind of sauce they have with them, but they were really good. It's usually some kind of ranch. You got to go like okay. buttermilk ranch or okay. something like that. Well, that was good. It was good stuff. So I definitely appreciate you uh, you hooking that up, you know, the other night at dinner. That I was... just ordered them. No one asked. Uh, well, because <laughs> if you know, you know. Right. Like, there's certain things that we can go somewhere that I know, and I'll just be like, I got this, right. and I'll make it happen. You knew, so you made it happen, and it was a great decision, so we just rolled with it. But how has this week been for you? I mean, just I mean, it's, it's wrapping up now, but uh, you guys have been so busy over there at the, the Lockdown Podcast Network uh, uh, booth, man. I've been very proud of all the work that you guys have been doing. How, how, how fun has this been? This has been, this has been crazy, and, and this is my first one of these. So really? This is, this is really cool to be here, to, to have it in L.A., and, and all the new stuff that, that – SoFi and all that. I mean, it's 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 crazy. And and you know, if last year would have been my first, let's say, right, it was it was a fraction of this. And this is from everything I've been told, oh, yeah. way down from what normal is. So yep. um, it was kind of the perfect way for me to get, just get my feet wet. Right, in all right, of this right. Because it's well, now crazy. you're a veteran. Now you're a veteran. Right. And now I get to tell all the other youngins about. Right, that's right. In my day. Yeah, exactly. I'm that guy now, you know, because I've been here like <laughs> this is like my fifth or sixth one. So now I feel like I'm the OG on, right. on the even and though it's I'm coming not. Coming to Las Vegas soon. Right, right. Two years, two years. Can you imagine how crazy it's going to be? Uh, yes. <laughs> You're like, and I'm all there I for can't it. Wait. Yes, I know. We can't either. Uh, my I, hotel room's booked already. Is it really? No. No. You know. Uh, you look. You might play yeah, your couch. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I did. Say, I walked my. I walked into that one, huh? Yeah, I walked right into that one. That's that's a good one. I like that. But uh, what, what was the moment? Has there been a moment or a guest this week that we were like, oh yeah, okay, this is dope. Well, you know, it, it's weird because I don't have any, uh, you know, um, uh, connection to him otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I've I've been a fan of afar for from for John Sally for a long time. Okay, and, and he was here. I, I don't and I don't have any connection to him. I'm not a Pistons fan. Yeah. I'm not a Bulls fan. I was a Best Damn Sports Show fan. Okay. But what was so cool about it was he was so cool. Right, right, right. And so good to everyone around him. And he doesn't have to be. Right. He's, it's not like he's, a, you know, a triple A-list star. Right. But he was much nicer. Yep. And, and so much more down to earth than he had any right to be. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was really cool. And he said that if, if they had known, the Bad Boy Pistons had known that Michael and Scotty hated each other or were mad at each other, mm-hmm. that the Bulls never would have beat them. Right. Yeah. And, like, that's a hell of a quote. Right, right, right. And so that, like. That makes sense, you, though. You don't think that someone that's been out there for that long could still sort of, like, freak you out a little bit and blow your mind. And, you know, right. Breaking news, no. But, like, that's, that's, a, that's a cool thing to have someone say. Yeah. And um, it's not, I didn't expect to be getting those kinds of quotes here. Right. 
No, that's 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 real, man. And and that's John Sally. It's you know it's funny though. Uh, as my man Demond Cotton's in the home studio, he wants to ask you one. But hold on, Demond, real quick. Uh, you know what's you know what's funny is it's always the guest that you don't expect. Yeah, that's the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes, and I, I you know how this game goes. Sometimes we have to do interviews, like a lower level interview, mm-hmm. to get a better one later. Right. Sometimes those lower level interviews are pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll, I'll meet someone. I'm like, man, that that guy was actually pretty cool. It's weird. That happened. So one of one of our colleagues, Bo Brock, uh, locked on Cardinals. Yeah. He did an interview with Jonathan Cyprian, okay. former NFL player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now doing a lot of stuff with name and likeness, and he's trying to help college kids out. Yeah. At FIU. It was it was an, basically, you know, an agent came and said, "I have this person," and and that agent we had worked with on some other stuff. And right. She has some other clients we right. want to try and get right, and so we're like, "Yeah, bet, bring her on." Yeah. Um, and he Bo talked to Jonathan Cyprian for. 20 minutes probably. <laughs> he was great he see Damon, i'm not the only one who goes with long interviews <laughs> like, well, you yeah. got me there i mean you got me there <laughs> well you had a question for peter go ahead man drop it yeah peter because you were talking about john Allen. you were like he's not like a triple a lister but they got me thinking did you ask him about his stint in the bad boys franchise uh everyone so i posted the video and everyone was like did you ask about bad boys and i didn't i didn't ask about bad boys we were we were talking about a, a lot of different stuff we did talk about his acting career but not we didn't get into detail about it and so i didn't get a chance to ask him. I, I i regret not not uh not asking him about it but he he's one of those people that is He's so just sort of charming that he he catches you off guard a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, you lose focus. He's got this big smile. Yeah, and he's yeah. He's gregarious, and and he's six <laughs> ten. So he's he's just all kind arms and deal. limbs coming at you. And right. he's like, so yeah, it was it was um that that was a really that was a really cool thing. And then we we had James Jones today. He was he was cool, and he was great. Um, your former Raider. Yep. I was actually going to play that interview to uh, right right now, right now. <laughs> and then I got sidetracked, and I was like, oh, there's Peter. Let's put Peter on. <laughs> And he was great, and he talked about because Randall Cobb came to Green Bay this year from Houston, right? And he said it's like it was like getting out of prison. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect James to say that because the Raiders weren't in that situation when he was there, right? But he he talked about how special it was to come back mm-hmm. to Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers and, right. and those relationships, and and um, you know this is ultimately these are people, and it's a good reminder yep. that there's they're athletes. We see them on TV, but. They're people at the end of the day, and they value those relationships too. Right, no doubt. Well, before I get you out of here, uh, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay, the Rams and uh, Cincinnati. What are you thinking? Can we can we get? Is it too late to get Green Bay in? Can we can we do that? Is it too late? They got a new special team coach. Goodell, come on, you got a new special team yeah, coach. Yeah, your boy Rich Passaccia in the building in Green Bay. Um, I, ooh, ooh, I, you know, this is no one's asked me to make a pick yet. Oh, really? All week? This is my first. You one. know, and that's the thing. You don't talk that much about the game no. throughout the course of the week. <laughs> don't. We're here for the freaking Super Bowl, and we don't talk that much about the game. Well, that's because um, let me tell you about my CBD product. Right. It's, it's great for pain management. It tastes great. Yep. Um. No, I just tastes great. Less filling. <laughs> all that good stuff. I, uh, I, it, it, it's hard not to feel like it's Cincy's year. Yeah. And I know that that stuff. That's like really bad football analysis. Mm-hmm. But. The Rams have been winning these close games. They, they win them in sort of uninspiring ways, and yeah. yet they have this supreme talent. It's really hard. The way Joe Burrow is playing and the, just the brash confidence that he has, I think he imbues it on his team and his teammates. And so I, I, I like the Bengals. I, you know, it's funny. I'm rolling with the Bengals because th- I don't think that they know any better. Right. They don't know to be nervous. Right. There's so much pressure on the Rams, on Matthew Stafford, on right. Sean McVay. The Bengals are just like, yeah, we're gonna, and we're going to be here for the next five years. Right. And they're just like, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. They went to KC. They're down to, what, 21-10, but they were down 21-3 at one point. Right. 
and came back like it was nothing. Nothing. You never saw them lose composure. No. Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow is just that dude. I, I, I do too. And it's funny, I, I compared it earlier to being a young kid where you just do stuff that's kind of dumb. <laughs> But you don't know it, that it was dumb right. until and you get older. Important lessons you got to learn. Right, exactly. Like I, I use the example: I bungee jumped when I was a, a kid. Like I would never in life bungee jump. Now, you know what I mean? Like, what in the world was I thinking? But I didn't care. I was just young and dumb. And I was like, right. oh, this is gonna be cool. And so it's like they're out there and they're uh, that's all they're doing. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, the Joe Burrow. Oh, I got sacked nine times. That's cool. I can get sacked a tenth. Who cares? I'll still <laughs> throw the ball, step up in the pocket. So yeah, so that's that's cool. So you got Cincinnati. I got Cincinnati. That's fantastic. What uh, what else you got uh, you got coming up? Uh, anything? I, I'm sure you have some stuff that you probably didn't even get to and haven't even aired yet. Well, we got some some great stuff on on uh, locked on Packers, locked on today. Yeah. Um, we we actually have a a, a current MLB player talking about the lockout. Um, Ryan okay. Lavarnway, um, nice. and and uh, you know Trey Wingo on on the Packers situation. Everyone has a take on the Packers situation. Yeah. Uh, former guard Aaron Taylor. Yeah. Um, on uh, on Brett Favre, his best Brett Favre stories. There's some great stuff there. Um, and then yeah, the, the we'll have the James Jones interview on Locked On Packers on Monday. But you you have it, you can play. It. It's all good. It's all good. And I'll tell you this real quick story. Uh, I was doing the Locked On Bets, the Super Bowl special, and Pat McAfee had a big crew going, and they were doing this big chanting. They're like, ah, it's going loud. And we, I was doing the live, not live read, but I was doing the mention of make sure you, you download and follow Locked On Today with Peter Bukowski. And I was like, and that's Peter right now, getting the crowd hyped up. That's the kind of guy he is. So, yeah, that's, that's just a little sneak peek. But, uh, yeah, Peter Bukowski, he's my guy. Locked on Packers. Uh, he's locked on today. Does, he does a locked on a lot of things. You just need to check him out. He likes to stay busy just like me. So uh, that's what we do. And, hey, brother, thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Peter Bukowski, live from Radio Row here in L.A. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. JT from MeetUpVegas.com. I got the meat hookup for you. What the great chefs in Vegas have, now you're going to have delivered right to your front door. The code word is JT Brick. Go to MeetUpVegas.com, code word JT Brick. Hey, Steph. Yeah, John? You know Finley Toyota sold over 30 cars on Monday? On a Monday? Yeah, on Monday. On Monday. Yes, on Monday. I thought we were low on stock. Steph, we literally get tons of cars all week. Our customers at Finley Toyota can have anything they want. Even on a Monday. Not just Monday, but every day. On any day of the week, Finley Toyota will do anything to sell you a car. We'll do anything. Even on Mondays. To sell you a car. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. In about, I don't know, about 10 minutes, we're going to have Tony Khan. He's going to join the show to talk a little, uh, he'll talk a little bit of uh, a little wrestling. My man, my man, Damon back in the home studio knows a lot about that. But right now, we have a very special guest that I'm excited about. What? You looked at, I didn't you? even know we were live. What? How, we live? This is, yeah, we're on the radio. I was talking to your team over there. They were distracting me with this luxury Raiders business card. Well, amazing. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I I thought you knew we were live on the radio. That's I what we do. No we do radio idea. type things on the radio. Look how you do me. I, I, hey, I hooked it up. I just hooked it up for you. That's all. That's uh, what we do. So, question for you. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm talking. Did you even tell people my name? I'm trying to. I'm about to do it right now. See how you are? I'm with Demetria, and I want to make sure I say your last name right. Oh, because let's see you do it. Abelar. Obelor. Obelor. I yeah. was close. Uh-huh. 
I was close. Last name. I ain't he mad at you. Drive. See? Yes, yes, yes. I'm not uh, mad at that at all. So, Demetria, this is funny because she was in Las Vegas and I was in Central Texas. And then she went and started doing news in Dallas. And I was like, oh, Demetria's in Dallas. That's cool. And then she bounced. And. <laughs> And now I'm in Las Vegas, and you're, and then you bounced out of out of Dallas, and and so now you're in ba- Vegas I'm, again. I'm in Vegas because Vegas has truly been my home since '05, when I moved from Kansas City to go to uh, uh, Vegas and, and be in high school out there. Yeah, I mean, my family moved out there, and so I mean, you know, home is where the heart is. And right. So, you know, the valley. You know. Vegas Valley, that's where I've been. So, um, yeah, I'm back right now. I'm hosting a podcast. You guys have to check it out. It's called the Sporting News 7 Podcast. Nice. The seven biggest sports stories in seven minutes. Okay. Oh, that's that's awesome. Seven minutes, 7 a.m. Okay. So, you know, I'm up very early because, you know, I'm out here in this Pacific standard time. Right. So, I'm hurting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've been grinding. I've been seeing you over there, and you had a lot of good guests. Who were some of the good guests that you had? You know, I was hoping for some Raiders folks to stop by. I may have just missed them, right? I know. I'm like, where are we? They, you know, I didn't see a Darren Waller, but I did see Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, no, we got a, a Jerry Judy, which was really okay. exciting. Young cat from the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, he was styling with the VVSs and the, his wristwatch, the AP, insane. Cost more than uh, right. anything I ever paid for. Right, I heard that. <laughs> um, we got a, a Derrick Henry. Nice. Who was, was super humble, super awesome, and funny. Uh, we talked a little about his uh, beautiful young baby girl. Oh, really? Seen, oh, my goodness, yes. And we had to get his top five rappers in there. I always ask that question. Yeah. We've had some awesome people, uh, I mean, stop by, and they just keep coming. So we're getting the stragglers now. I'm, hey, you know, it's the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's the last day on Radio Row. But it's funny. You mentioned uh, Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. You have, like, a love hate with the oh, Raiders and Chiefs. Wait a minute. And one minute you're repping the Raiders, oh. and then, but you're like, but I'm from Kansas okay, City. So I even gave you the breakdown just now. I mean, I was born in Kansas City, yeah, Missouri. All right, right, right. When I was literally a freshman, second semester in high school, we yeah. moved to Las Vegas. Okay. And because that's where my family has been for the past, I mean, how many? years it's been my you know home too so right. I'm, it's like a house divided and i went to ku all right and if you're yeah. from the midwest you know that there are these license plates that say house divided because they'll have kids that go to kansas or kansas state right yeah so that's how i describe myself okay, okay? now listen love my raider raider nation i know that you know but i gotta stick with you know what i love and i, I love my chiefs and, and you know postseason you know the Raiders have you know been you know eh, kind of slipping a little bit I mean they made it this year but yeah you're right it's been a rough year I think we have a lot to look forward to this new year um you know just getting things in order yeah right yeah I mean losing your head coach right you know him getting fired I mean we've got players you know it's it's been it's been a rough one but it's been amazing and a testament to the character of I mean a lot of our players to see how they've held it together yeah. and even get to the postseason at all. No doubt. And, um, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr's leading the way. Now, if you had to ask me who my favorite QB is, I'm not going to lie to you, and I've always been honest about this. Right. I mean, it's Mahomey. I can't lie to you. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to say yeah, it's Mahomey. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it, yeah. People will say, oh, you can't jump back and forth. I'm like, listen, man, I've spent, you know, over a decade in Kansas City, over a decade yeah. in, you know, right. Las Vegas. I mean, you know, sue me. It's all good. We're not mad at you. I did want to ask you before oh, I let they you go. Don't get mad at me, though. Keep I don't get mad at you. You know, it's funny though. It, it really uh, true story. I've been trying to get you to 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 talk some Raiders and talk some football for years, I, you know, for years. But I you have like five out. bazillion followers on Twitter. So us little guys, we don't we don't get we don't get the we don't get the the shine or the love. No. I actually. 
Raider Nation, I only got this interview because someone else reached out to you yesterday when you passed the booth, and you're like, hey, I saw I saw the Raiders, and you said, well, you, know, you need to go talk to Raider Nation Radio 920. You're like, was on Twitter. I, I paid yeah. attention to my mentions, and yeah. somebody said, you need to go over there. And I'm like, uh, yeah, why didn't they ask me earlier? And then I said... Well, come on over and chop it up. For the past decade, I've been waking up at like 2.30 in the morning, so my life has been in shambles. I hear you. Okay. I hear uh, you. That early morning TV schedule is not a joke. So I, I get it. I know. Either I was working or I was asleep. I, I, hey, I already know. <laughs> Believe me, this is what we do in this business, right? Yeah. We grind. And so I, I respect it, but it all comes full circle. We're here in L.A. It's so good to meet you, you finally. And you know? Because I know that we've had to have crossed paths before just yeah. the Twitter storm of things. Man, yeah, you know how that world is, right? That well, Twitter world. I say anything about Derek Carr, people get me. I have this tweet from 2020. Wow. And, yeah, they retweet it, and they, they hate me for it. But I'm just like, I respect him. I think his character is awesome. When I hear him speak, I know that he's a true leader. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, we get a little funny, you know, when we're talking, you know, sports. And, you know, you talk what your, you're supposed you to talk do. your crap a little bit here <laughs> and there. But, I mean, I have nothing but respect for him. Right. All the way. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's had a tough go of it this year, but I, you know, He's leading the way. He truly is. No, and he, and he kept it together. He did a heck of a job. So before I, before I let you go, what are your thoughts on the game? Who do you got, the Rams or Cincinnati? or? Oh, man, Joe Shiesty. Uh Let's see, let's see. Um, oh, man. I feel like the Rams are going to get it. But okay. after what the Bengals did to my Chiefs. Man. Twice. That really broke my heart. Twice. We really had it to. I know. I know. <laughs> You're like, you ain't got to remind me, Q. Like, I'm trying to pass through that, and you just keep bringing it up. But, um, yeah, I. that kid is so cool, man. He is. He, he just is. is so cool. I love his style. But I'm going to go with the Rams. All right. We're in L.A. We're in L.A. I'd like to see OBJ, you know, get okay. that ring. I'd like to see. Von Miller. Yeah, you know, he's a good another dude. another ring, especially after that departure from the Broncos. Right. His tweet the next day was like, I think he was like, I went from, I don't know what losing record it was to a winning record, and now here he is in the Super Bowl. Right. You know, a chance to win it all. Right. I think it's exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a lot exciting, really exciting. One more question for you. I Please. forgot. You talked about top five rappers. How about the halftime show? Oh, man. You know what? I love that they stay true to that West Coast tradition there. Yeah. I mean, I think that is so – Dope. I, I, you know, Snoop Dogg was Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, Snoop, M. Mary J, my girl. I mean, I just hurt Mary though, right? What's it's got to be hurt Mary. Oh, hurt Mary. Hurt Mary is hurt Mary is great Mary. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't want anyone to be in pain, uh -huh. but when Mary's in pain, yeah, oh, that's good know. music. Oh yeah, she's got the riffs in there and everything. Yes, you know, that's you know, I love I love her voice. She's amazing, legend. So I think it's going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be one hell of a show. I did too. I did too. Well, Demetria, thank you so much for for hanging out. It's glad to finally meet you and, and get you on the radio and, and talk a little shop. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sing the lyrics. No, don't, yeah. don't, yeah, don't sing the lyrics. We might get us in trouble. DeMond doesn't have no, enough no, dump no, buttons no. in the studio to, to do all that. Demetria Obelor. You said it perfect. Boom. That's how we do right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. And here we are. We're back at the Los Angeles Convention Center. It is Radio Row. It's starting to, to quiet down a little bit. Folks are starting to wrap up things, but we're going to keep on going strong because that's what we do right now. And uh, 
Tony Tony Khan is with us at the table, and we're having a good time. And Tony Khan, you are involved in a lot of things. And I, actually, my man Damon Cotton, who's in the home studio, was telling me how much you're involved in. But uh, you got this uh, this wrestling thing that you're working on right now. It's going really well. Actually, we've got a show tonight on TNT Friday Night Rampage. Nice. And Friday Night Rampage is actually somewhat new show because our uh, original show Wednesday Night Dynamite has done so well that we got a second show. So we have Wednesday Night Dynamite now on TBS, Friday Night Rampage on TNT. So with the show tonight, uh, it's on 10 p.m. tonight in the uh, West Coast in Vegas. Yeah. And it'll be next week, actually, we're on early because of uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. So we're on 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific next week uh, on Friday Night Rampage. But it's going so well. Wednesday Night Dynamite was actually the number one show on cable wow. all of Wednesday. Yeah. And we beat big shows, like just, you know, talking sports here. We beat the NBA on ESPN. Wow. Uh, we beat the Olympics on USA. Whoa. Number one show on all of cable on Wednesday. So there's a lot of great wrestling fans and awesome stuff happening in AEW. And check it out tonight on TNT, on, you know, at 10 o'clock. Demond, you don't know nothing about no AWA? AEW. My bad, my bad, Demond. See, Demond gets, he takes it personal. He gets so mad at me. Q, you don't watch wrestling. I I don't. I'm not a big wrestling guy. I I watched wrestling back in the day, and then I just fell off. You know, I was like the kids that fall off. But Demond is actually a wrestler. I mean, this guy in the home studio, that's why he's so fired up. He didn't even want to play any commercials today. He was like, man, let's just get to Tony. yeah, I to get this out. And the first thing that I want to say to Tony, because as you guys were talking before we came on, Tony was talking about double or nothing. And I yeah. remember that the first double or nothing, um, as a part of the now Dark Order, I was one of the I was one of the extras there for the Dark Order. So really, thank you. yes, I. So thank you for the check, Mr. Khan. I remember. <laughs> mer- yeah. So that was my first paid. That was the first time I ever got paid for wrestling. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, uh, well, well for AEW. I really appreciate it, Jamon. Thank you for uh, saying that, and thank you for what you did that night. And uh, we'll be back in Vegas again. Memorial Day weekend, we're coming back to Vegas, uh, where it all began for AEW, back double or nothing. And I can't wait to be back in Vegas Memorial Day weekend. So was he any good? I, that's what I would. Well, yeah. I mean, they they were very uh, successful that night. They ran down their competition. Nice. Uh, they they beat the hell out of the best friends, and uh, that was great. And I think uh, the Dark Order still some of the top wrestlers in AEW, and uh, we've had some great moments with the Dark Order. And you were there when it all began, Demond. And I can tell you're a big wrestling fan, unlike Q here. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got to be a fan. It's one of those things. I remember quitting my job and was like, hey, I'm going to go to wrestling school. <laughs> And it's one of those things where just like, man, I, I wish I would have done this sooner. Because you train around some kids and they'll be like, yeah, I'm 15. I've been doing this for like eight years. And wow. they're like, how did you know you wanted to do this at like eight? That's yeah. amazing. This, I mean, you're absolutely right. We have so many young wrestlers in their 20s, people that have been doing it since they were kids, and but yet have so much experience in their 20s. And wrestlers uh, that you know have been doing it for decades, and they started doing it when they were kids too. But other people, sometimes they pick it up late. And it's never too late. You look at DDP coming and wrestled for AEW, and he picked it up later in life, you know. So uh, it, it, wrestling brings in people from all over the world. It brings all kinds of people together, and that's what's awesome about wrestling. So for everybody who hasn't seen AEW, you know, check it out. We're on TNT tonight. We're on every Friday night on TNT uh, at 10. And uh, next week we're on at 4, but we're on at 10 tonight on TNT in Vegas, and we're on TBS 
uh, at 8 o'clock every Wednesday night with AEW, and it's a great show. We brought back a lot of the legends of wrestling, people nice. that are still great, like CM Punk and Chris Jericho and Sting. Okay, and, I remember those names. Yeah. I remember those. What got you into wrestling? Let me ask you that. When I was a kid, I didn't know wrestling was actually – uh, thing I saw on TV. I watch other shows, and I saw Sergeant Slaughter on GI Joe. Oh man, I got a Sergeant Slaughter story, but I want to hear your story. Well, first. I saw him on GI Joe, and I thought yeah. he was a you know I thought he was a cool GI Joe, and I saw Hulk Hogan on the A Team, and then I found out those are actual wrestlers, and wrestling is a thing. And then I started watching it, and started watching the WWF and WCW, and I've been hooked. You know, ever since I was seven years old, it's my favorite thing, and wow. uh, I've always loved it. And uh, working in sports. Gave me an opportunity, a lot of connections in media, and I put a business plan together to start a wrestling company. And it's crazy how fast it's grown, uh, you know, that we have this show on TNT tonight, every Friday night, and that we have a show on TBS every Wednesday night. It's amazing. That's, that's really cool. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned the, the Sergeant, Slaughter, or Sergeant Slaughter, and I, I got to share my Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter story. I was in sixth grade, and I was at school, and we were having a Halloween parade, right? And so I needed to have a costume, but I didn't have one. So my mom said, well, what do you want me to get you? I went to the office and called her and everything. And, well, what do you want me to get you? I'm going to go to the store and get you run right now. I said, I don't care. Just get anything. And that was my fatal mistake. She went and got me a Sergeant Slaughter plastic. It was a plastic, one of those little cheesy, corny little plastic, um, yeah, uniforms or whatever, or costume. And when I got it, like I was happy. And then I put it on. And then all kids started looking at me and started laughing at me. And so I was like, I didn't want to wear it anymore. So I, I don't think I think that scarred me from Halloween the rest of my life. Well, but- there's many AEW <laughs> Halloween costumes. You is know, there? Orange Cassidy is one of the easiest, best Halloween costumes. Anybody can do it. All you need uh, is you know sunglasses and a denim jacket. And oh, nice jeans. So it's easy. Damon, I think you wear you wear uh, some wrestling costumes to to work all the time. That's not true. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's i'm not living the gimmick don't worry hey tony but i really want to get in the weeds with you just for a little bit a few questions you know like the casual fan might just like they might their eyes might go a little cross is that okay yeah sure thanks devon all right with keith lee debuting this past wednesday like how important is that keith lee signing and we also saw jay white as, as well in the backstage segment so what can we expect to see from those two going forward well, Q is sitting here seeing a big smile across my face. I thought it was such such a fun show on Wednesday night, Dynamite, and it was amazing to have Keith Lee come in as a big free agent signing. Uh, I wanted to build up his debut, make it feel very special. I was amazed when Keith Lee got released. I could not believe he was available, and when he became available, I, the debut I kind of dreamed up for him was very similar to what we actually had and uh, Isaiah Cassidy, his opponent, was also phenomenal. Mark Quinn, private party, it was a great match. And Keith Lee now uh, won his debut in very convincing fashion, looked like a star. And the crowd in Atlantic City responded so great. The fans at home responded so great. And clearly, you're asking me about it, you know, you got excited. And I also wanted to offer the fans uh, the Forbidden Door experience to see wrestlers from another company that isn't a free agent that's just coming through AEW showing the wrestling companies battling each other. And you saw Jay White from New Japan Pro Wrestling come in and attack Trent and the best friends. And now Trent and Rocky Romero against the Young Bucks tonight on Rampage. Uh, It's going to be such a great match. It's a great rivalry. It goes back to Japan. And I think it's going to be an awesome show. Young Bucks, great tag team champions, both here in AEW and in Japan. 
And speaking of the tag champs, we have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, defending the belts against the Guns. And I think that's what AEW is all about. It's a mix of the best wrestlers of today, the best young wrestlers like uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, like uh, Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion, and so many others, uh, young champions, taking on the veterans, big stars. Like we said, CM Punk came in, wrestled young stars like Daniel Garcia and, of course, Darby, and then veterans like Eddie Kingston, Matt Seidel, Bobby Fish, and then... Uh, you know, it was a young wrestler, MJF, who took him out on Dynamite. And so I think AEW is all about seeing the best young stars against the best stars of all time. And Keith Lee is a big free agent, and I think AEW was built on big free agent signings just like Keith Lee. And I'm excited that he's going to be officially on Revolution March 6th on pay-per-view. Talking right now with Tony Khan here uh, from AEW Wrestling. We're at the at the convention center, uh, Radio Row for the Super Bowl Fifty Six. It's getting a little thin here right about now, but I'll tell you, I got to take you back, man. You had me intrigued when you were talking about the Forbidden Door. What is that? What is the Forbidden Door? Well, Q, the Forbidden <laughs> the Forbidden Door is uh, effectively when a wrestler from one promotion uh, joins another promotion, kind of uh, not permanently, not as a free agent, but when they like kind of come in and you see. I don't know if it's necessarily always cooperation between wrestling companies, but it could be a battle between wrestling companies, yeah. people crossing lines, boundaries, the metaverse. Gotcha, uh, I gotcha. And so it's a, it's a, it's exciting time to be a wrestling fan because there's wrestling all over the world. Yeah. So we work with great companies like uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and like AAA, Lucha Libre in Mexico. Yeah. And wrestlers go back and forth. It's an exciting time. So that's the Forbidden Door. And, we you know, like we were just talking about, I think uh, – it was cool to see Jay White show up on Dynamite through the Forbidden Door and then to see Keith Lee, somebody who was in WWE. It was bizarre and amazing to me when I, he got released. I was shocked, and he had a great debut in his first AEW match. Oh, I was hoping that uh, – well, I didn't know. When you said the Forbidden Door, I was hoping that you were going to tell me something where I could expect the, the wife when I got home tonight uh, to come through the Forbidden Door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you, yeah. never, you never know. Uh, but but, but that being I mean? it, this was a different meeting. It was more competitive <laughs> sport fashion. Uh, I ain't right, Tony. I ain't right. That's it, Q. <laughs> well, that's great stuff, man. I do appreciate you. Tell everyone again what you got coming up uh, Friday night, tonight, and then what else you got that they could be paying attention to, AEW. Style. Thank you so much, Q. We have uh, tonight on TNT, Friday Night Rampage tonight at 10 o'clock. It's almost every Friday is 10 o'clock. Tonight is 10. We're on at 4 Pacific next week because of All-Star Weekend, but it's TNT every Friday, including tonight. And we also have Wednesday Night uh, Dynamite on TBS, and we were the number one show this week because of great wrestling fans like you. If you haven't seen it, check out our shows on TBS and tonight on TNT. And I just really appreciate you guys for giving me a chance to talk about wrestling in AEW here. This is awesome. Absolutely. Well, like I said, my guy back in the home studio, man, he's a big wrestling fan. He was part of AEW. Uh, you know, I, and I didn't know that. He sprung that on me. He, you know, he's supposed to, we're supposed to be a team. He's supposed to keep me, you know, in the loop with things. And he, he sprung that on me. So I was surprised just like you were surprised. But uh, Tony, Tony Khan, thank you so much for being here with us. And uh, good luck with everything you got going on. Thank you for having me. And I'll see you guys around Double or Nothing in Vegas. Done deal. Done deal records. There he goes. Tony Khan, appreciate him. This is how it rolls, man. We just continue to have guest after guest after guest here at the table on Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond, how are you feeling now? I didn't know. How did you? How are you not going to tell me you were part of this before when we were setting this whole thing up? This is the classic case of, like, you don't ask. 
You just every time I <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> every time I mention something athletically, you always dogging me out. I don't dog you out. I, I give you props. I prop you up. Not I just never. That's true. That's true. I don't really do that too often. You're right. Well, this has been fun, man. It's been a fun, fun show. We still have some time to go. I don't know what time Vinny's gonna come come in, if any, if ever. I don't know where he's at. He's uh he was at Rams or Bengals practice, one of the two. So uh, we're gonna keep this party rolling. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come on back, uh, take a couple calls, and then we'll kick off hour number three of unnecessary roughness. I, hell, I might not get off the radio tonight. I might just they might have to kick me out of here. I'm just saying. That's what we're gonna do. We'll do it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Here's your boy Q. Is this my intro music? Is that my intro music, Damon? <laughs> what? What? Did you play like three minutes of the song? <laughs> not, no, not exactly, but. <laughs> I got caught up in conversation off air. Oh, I could hear it. <laughs> so it wasn't off air? No, I, it wasn't on air. I could hear it. Oh, okay. So well, you know how, storm. Well, you know how it is, man. That's what I do. I get sidetracked easily. I think uh, Pat McAfee's coming over here right now. Is he uh, really? No, he's well. He's he's right there. All right, we'll go get Pat McAfee. Oh, I can. I'm on the air. I didn't oh, stop you. Didn't stop you. That's a good point. That's a good point. We're gonna get him next. Is he gonna come here next? Tell him. Okay, I'm, I'm doing on air producing. Jared is looking at me crazy. I'm just saying, are you gonna you gonna get Pat to come on next? Yeah, just tell him to come come yeah, go Jared, from one spot on, to the next. Hustle up. But until we get Pat McAfee, will you settle for Fargo Raider? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's talk. To, let's talk to Fargo Raider. Go ahead. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Fargo Raider, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Q and Demond? Chilling, chilling. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I, you know, staying warm. I'm indoors now, so I'm good. I was gonna say, uh, Demond the other day was saying that he didn't like uh, he didn't like surprises. Well, Demond, you gotta risk it to get the biscuit, man. You know. <laughs> You gotta get after it. You gotta you gotta throw your chips on the table, or else he ain't never gonna win, man. What does Q say? Scared money don't make money. It's all good. And I was actually the one who said the uh, mom was the Simon Cowell street performers, but I was just messing with you, man. It's all that- good. And I just wanted to touch real quick on uh, congratulations to the Branch family on make on uh, Cliff finally getting to the Hall of Fame. And as far as them, you know, shunning some of the guys. They want to say Lester Hayes can't get in because of Stickum. Man, most of the guys that went in in the 80s was on roids. You know, Ray Lewis killed two guys. Ooh. So don't give me that nonsense. I don't allegedly. want to hear about Raider fatigue. And we allegedly, we all know. You know, I told a, I told a Ravens fan one guy in uh, week one, and he was like, it was two. It was two. You know, <laughs> they don't even admit it. You know, and I I just came in here to stir the pot real quick. I'll leave it off with this one. Ever, they, I heard a couple of people say Stafford should be a a Hall of Famer if he wins 
Super Bowl this weekend. I say Fooey, man. You're going to tell me Carr's earned it too if he just wins one Super Bowl? Now, if right. they have a couple runs, I'll believe it. But one Super Bowl, when you're on a loaded team, I mean, Jared Goff went there. Right. I'll leave it with that. Thank you guys for taking my call. You have a good weekend. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it, man. Good stuff. I appreciate the call. Absolutely. Well, we got – it's 3.58. Coming up next, we're going to kick off hour number three. Not really of my show because my show is over, but Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next. He's still in roots, so I'm just going to hang and bang and uh, do some stuff. I have Elisa Hernandez. I have that on deck. Uh, he's got a really good conversation with Enos, uh, Enos Williams, uh, the Hall of Famer, the gold jacket defensive back. He's got him coming up. Uh, we've got a lot coming up on the show. We're going to try to get our wits together and figure out what we're doing real quick, and we're going to reset the show. We'll come back. Radio Row is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.